Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. And I'm Hoyt. And I guess I'm also Trevor. I guess I'm Andrew. Wait, where's Lauren and all of this? Are we are we collectively a Lauren? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um we we're having to do a little last minute podcast because Andrew's going home this weekend. Yeah. Is this two weekends in a row that you're going home? Yeah. That's it's like more than I've ever gone home <laughs> since I came to college. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, he's skipping the Memphis game like a loser, but you know, I might end up skipping it too, because the, this golf world championships are this weekend and I will probably not have great self signal in Davis Wade stadium. I, I would, I would be watching the game and not watching people throw dinner plates around for hours for lots of money. I think I would watch that, but you know, such is life. Um, we do not have a Hoyt's heresy today, as Hoyt's not with us. So, so I'm gonna do an Andrew's awesome take on something. <laughs> okay. Um, I was totally prepared for this. As was I. Let me let me pull the thing up. But Andrew, talk about something smart and nerdy while I pull it up. Who changed the background or the the screensaver on our TV? I did not do that. This no. is my second time ever using it. Because it used to be like the the futuristic city that had all these movie references in it, and I kind of like that. And now it's just a bunch of words. I think it might just be like the default setting for this app. What app is it? Uh, the Disc Golf Network. Well, like it, eh, I don't know. It should go to the the default one for the Roku. Yeah, but I guess it's not. Such is life. Yeah. Oh, stop. No, I bumped the mouse and oh, I got you. It. All right. Well, look at Andrew being a silly goose. All right, here we go. Andrew's awesome take on the Faith Tabernacle. We haven't heard from them in a while. Okay. In the name of Jesus, anyone appointed to death, that appointment is canceled today by the anointing today. Aren't we all appointed to death because we sinned? Technically? I mean, Elijah... Didn't die, but wasn't he up? Wasn't the punishment for his sin death? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, you know, there, there's Caleb, like some. I don't. Are you really not going to say that the wages of sin is death? No, the wages of sin is death. Okay, but good. I think that I, I'm I'm inclined to believe he was referring to spiritual death here, ah. which would indicate universalism. Which hey, I'm not surprised hey, about. But don't worry. According to Faith Tabernacle, whatever it was, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's all gone. Yeah. The, the, your point, so if you were going to die today, like, so, so basically on, today's the 1st of September, on September 1st, nobody died today. That's what Because he's of the annoyment that happened today. So if I go look in the obituary column, a couple of days. Gonna be empty. Everywhere in the world. Gonna be empty. Delightful. So why doesn't he do that tomorrow too? It would get really old if they had to tweet that every day. Mm, gotcha. It'd start losing followers because it's not as interesting. Mm. Gotcha. Just, just from 
social media manager aspect. Yeah, you you never post the same thing twice. Never, never, ever. So they've never posted anything like this ever. No, 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 never. There's never been a um, a prosperity gospel teacher anywhere in the depths of the butt crack Wait, that is Twitter. What's it post something like this? Prosperity God? What's that? See, there's this thing called the prosperity gospel. And it shares with you the truth that God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and prosperous. Because he died on the cross so that you could be rich. Wow. Right? Man, the human side of me would really love that. (laughs) (laughs) Man. If vanity weren't a thing. Mm. But yeah. Um, so Andrew, your take your your awesome take on the thing. That is an amazing load of crap. There we go. Uh high quality crap. No, you know what? I'm gonna take that back. Not even high quality crap. It wasn't even high quality. Not high quality crap. The Faith Tabernacle. They probably didn't even have a cool image to go along with it. You're right, it's just the tweet body. Do better. Yeah, do better, Faith Tabernacle. It does have 1,834 likes on it, though. I think the most that I've got. Guys, if we can get to 5,000 likes, tomorrow we'll we'll cancel sin. We'll cancel sin. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. I'm just scrolling through the Wolf Hunter Twitter right now, just looking at all the heresy. This is the man who's taking a break from social media. Well, I've got to find a heresy, gosh. Sounds okay. like we've now entered into a new yeah. uh, part of the podcast. Oh, here's Caleb's another good hypocrisy. Faith, faith Tabernacle quote You shall keep experiencing blessings and comfort on every side. How many sides are there, Andrew? Depends on what shape you're talking about. Well, if it's a dodecahedron. But, 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 that's 12. But, no. Yes. A dodecagon. No, dodecahedron is 20. Dodecagon is 12. Good job. Ah. <laughs> um. But on every side. That's a lot of sides, Andrew. That is a lot of sides. It's a lot of sides. Mm. So the topic of today's episode, this one's probably going to be a little more brief, but I felt it necessary. We're seven minutes in. Okay. Yeah. If we can go for another three, we'll be able to play mid-roll ads. (laughs) Um, So... I felt it necessary to comment on the Matt Chandler situation going on right now. And we are recording this. um, Monday will be the 4th, so a few days in advance. We absolutely reserve the right to change our minds and our stance on the situation, depending on what comes out in the future. But... As of right now, like, like we have opinions based off of what has come out so far. 
we're gonna record this episode twice and depending on what information <laughs> comes out <laughs> we're gonna release that episode and they'll never know Hoyt was showing me a clip of that last night yeah if Hoyt ran oh my goodness I can't believe he did that <laughs> man I respect the guy and the church and everything they did man couldn't have gone better <laughs> For the, I'm, I'm going to summarize the situation. I'm doing my best to summarize the situation at large here. So Matt Chandler is the pastor of the Village Church. He's been the pastor of the Village Church for as long as I've known that he was a person that exists, which has been a while now, growing up a Baptist youth. Phenomenal, phenomenal preacher. Um, could not recommend him enough. Uh, I've never heard something that he said be like, man, I don't know, I don't know about that. Um, he said what the H in that video that yeah, you showed he, me he, earlier. He didn't say hell. He just like, what, what the, the H? H? Like, that's the most cringy Baptist thing ever. <laughs> it's like the, the video of Tim Tebow, like hitting, it was like a golf swing or something, and someone in the background's like, Jesus, and Tim Tebow like, loves you. <laughs> Same energy. Same, same energy. It's almost like there's a theme there between Matt Chandler and Tim Tebow. Um, so Matt, Matt's married and has four kids. And it was brought to the attention. It was brought to uh, – he, he was confronted by a female member of the church about how Matt had been – Um. DMing on Instagram, another woman, I believe, in the church. And from what we know now, there's nothing promiscuous to have taken place in those DMs. Um, the, the transcripts have not been released yet, so no one's had a chance to read them, other than I believe the elders. But I think an important distinction here is Matt said that in all this time, like Matt's wife knew about this and the lady that he was DMing, he said that her husband knew about it as well. So it's not like they were just doing this in secret and they were trying to hide anything uh, from the outside looking in. But what the problem had become was that there was, it, it had kind of moved past that it wasn't romantic at all, but there's they kind of moved past that brother sister in Christ kind of relationship. And Matt said that there, uh, um, there's like some coarse joking that took place. And I saw a tweet earlier today. And I thought it was really funny. It kind of paints the picture of what's going on pretty well. Um, this guy named Austin Callahan tweeted Matt Chandler every single Sunday. All Christians are screwed up sinners. And God knows you and loves you anyway. Matt Chandler this past Sunday. I am a screwed up sinner. The entire online community. I cannot believe this man. Uh, th that's kind of the gist of what's it's going almost on. almost like he's trying to tell you he's human. I, the first time I saw this was a couple nights ago. When we were at Slim's after BSU. And the first thing I saw, I just was curious what was trending on Twitter. 
And the first thing I saw was Matt Chandler, and I was like, oh, crap. What did Matt Chandler do? And the first thing I saw was um, an article called Matt Chandler, the latest evangelical pastor to fall from grace. I'm like, what happened? What is going on? And I, I literally like went to tweets down and saw a not to be post because not to be is like the only website that I trust to have journalistic integrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, okay, here's what really happened with Matt Chandler and why you shouldn't jump to conclusions here. And I was like, okay, I can get behind that. Um, now I'm going to acknowledge is it entirely possible that some shady stuff happened? Sure. But the way it sounds, at least on the outset right now is that Matt was confronted by this woman, Matt, brought it to the elders himself and the elders made a decision um, and that Matt's going to take an indefinite leave of absence while they look into things. And it's probably good for Matt who I don't believe has had a sabbatical in a long time, which is uncommon for a mega church pastor like that. He's going to take an indefinite leave of absence. So indefinite leave of yeah, the, uh, the Matt's going to take an indefinite leave of absence. So, I I have a hard time. I'm going to disable the plugins on the audio in hopes that it will work. All right, try again. I have a hard time believing that if there was some actual shady stuff going on, that Matt would have just been like, "Hey." Here's what's going on and present the situation to his elders. I don't know such. if the elders would have let him go out and address the congregation right. if right. there had actually been something that they saw this is a extreme danger. Right. Or something extremely inappropriate. Like usually in this situation when you see a pastor go to the pulpit like that and they're confessing like Usually it's adultery is the big one that a lot of pastors get kicked out of the pulpit for when stuff like this does happen. That's the last time that they, like they're very aware of the fact that that's the last time they're going to take that pulpit and they make it known. Matt said in the, in the offset, it's like he said, I've been pastor of Villa church for a long time and I want to be for the next 20 years. I plan to be for the next 20 years. He wouldn't say something. I don't think he would say something like that if he didn't know, for a fact that he hadn't done anything that was uh, uh, particularly malicious or uh, egregious. And I think that someone like Matt definitely deserves the benefit of the doubt in my mind, at least Yeah. until we see something that would um, and it was warrant us you like, know, taking another stance from the video like his tone about it when he says i really did not think that i had been doing anything wrong yeah which to me kind of shows that they didn't see anything inappropriate or wrong in it or else he wouldn't have said that it was like you said earlier it was the well i don't know if you said it yet but like just the course joking and the yeah. familiarity like between them that and, had and the, become the issue. Yeah, and the issue that another part of the, another issue that the elders had was that it was like unguarded. Yeah. Um there was like Matt, It wasn't like they were sitting in the foyer after yes. church talking back and forth. This was, you know, at any point of the day they could be 
doing this. Yeah, and like Matt, I'm I'm sure he would never like go sit in a dark uh, restaurant with another woman without his wife being there, or like another man that he trusts. You know. Yeah, but, but it's that's one of the, like I feel like the dangers of instant right. messaging is it's it can almost be the same thing as going exactly. and sitting in a private corner where exactly. no one knows where you are or who you're with. And it's a slippery slope that like you don't really intend to necessarily go down. Yeah. And that's, i that's w- what I gathered his attitude was is maybe he didn't recognize how it could have been until exactly. someone caught him out on it. But yeah, I feel like that's definitely something you have to be um, uh, held accountable to. For sure. Um, yeah. And I, I have friends that like the only form of communication they really have is just sending memes to each other on Instagram. Yeah. Hoyt is FaceTiming me. I'm going to have to answer. <gasps> What's up, Hoyt? We're, you're live on the Pride of One podcast. I know this. This is why I call an idiot. What are y'all talking about? Matt Chandler. Oof. Okay. Yep. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, good talk. Hello, everyone. Bye. Bye. I wanted, I wanted my, uh, I'm vain, and I was sitting here, and I'm like, you know what? They're not getting off easy, so <laughs> here I am. Here he is. All right. I've made it. Heart you. Heart you big. All right. I love all of you. Heart you big. Bye-bye. Hey, Andrew. Bye. Hey, Oi. Bye. Where okay. is he? He's driving home, I oh. believe. Man, imagine wanting to get in bed at a reasonable hour. Right. <laughs> um, you know, if he hadn't have gone to Cowbell Yell. Exactly. <laughs> you know, in three years, I've not gone to Cowbell Yell, and I really don't regret it at all. No, the only thing the only thing worth it at Cowbell Yell is the t-shirt, and the t-shirts usually aren't amazing. Right. Or else I would see more people wearing them in football games. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, unguarded. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there are friends that, like, the only form of communication I have with them is, like, we literally just send each other memes. Yeah. I and mean, we have a great time with that. I have a guy, I, I took high school classes online and met a guy who was in Malaysia at the time as, like, a pastor's kid. He lives, actually, he's in a different part of Florida now, I do believe. But, like, part of his family lives in Illinois. And that's all our communication is, is Snapchat, Instagram, just memes and yeah. pictures of our faces on Snapchat. Yeah. And it's it's just one of those things that I think I'm, Matt Chandler's not like an old guy. He's in his mid forties. Um, but like our generation is definitely going to be more acutely aware of than his is um, just like pastors that our generation and the generations younger than us are going to be more aware of that as, as pastors and such. Um, it's like, I'm sure John MacArthur doesn't have that problem just cause like, I'm not sure he owns a smartphone, <laughs> but you know, guys like Matt Chan, like it starts out, you're, you send a message about something, anything, and then just turns into you're just carrying on conversation and it can be completely harmless, but, for the same reason that you wouldn't go sit in a restaurant, a dark restaurant with a woman you don't know without anybody else there. Same yeah. reason you shouldn't be doing anything like that. Now, why open up the possibility in the first right. place? And he, and he, 
he admitted is like benefit of hindsight. I feel stupid. I yeah. feel dumb and I am embarrassed. No, he felt stupid and dumb. Yeah, yes, he emphasized both. Um and he thought about like he felt like he is embarrassing his wife and his kids, and I get that. And and embarrassing the whole congregation. Yeah. 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 I mean, like this has brought a lot of undue attention on uh, yeah, I feel like church. that would, if I were in his shoes, I think that would bother me the most. Yeah. Just because of how much people today really almost want that to happen because they love to drag yeah. people down over it. And I've seen on Twitter, like people comparing this to like what happened with Mars Hill. Yeah, that was the tweet or one of the tweets I had pulled up also from the Babylon Bee article. From Mike the Therapist on Twitter. We don't recommend you follow this guy, by the this way. This guy is an absolute R.E. Matt Chandler indiscretion. I have counseled well over 100 pastors who were disciplined or fired for sexual reasons. Here is an absolute rule I found. Whenever they admit, Whatever they admit to is the bare minimum of what has happened. They only admit to exactly what they were caught doing. This guy on Twitter being in like an LGBTQ ally. Left the church. Yeah. Ha- specializes very in sex therapy has seemingly profanity has, all over yeah. his page and really likes to call people out clearly has a vendetta against yeah. the church at large yeah. um and like the uh, the article which used that tweet was i got it was like but he got what he wanted attention comments retweets and validation in his anti-christian eco chamber his audience is non-christians who want to see right leaders fall right um so uh, like a lot of the tweets and stuff and just media i've seen of this is exactly like that yeah so but like let's just compare what happened with mark driscoll and mars hill so what's going on with matt Chandler in the village church mark driscoll kind of top to bottom surrounded himself with people that were like yes men and would prove anything that he did and kind of let him get away with a lot of stuff i think if you listen to the uh rise and fall of mars hill i'm not a fan of that podcast particularly i think there's a lot of stuff that is brought to light that should have been brought to light but it's very in my opinion it's clear that christianity today kind of had a particularly strong bias um against the well i'll say it the reform community um they took characters like Real Talk Kim, kind of put her on a pedestal, and uh, that that kind of bothered me as well. But then again, I'm, I've never been a fan of Christianity Today as a publication either for a whole other host of reasons that I'm not going to get into on this podcast. But Mark Driscoll did like surround himself with a bunch of people that were willing to submit to his authority in the sense that they would not push back whenever he would abuse his power or when he would um, take some ground that he shouldn't have taken, give himself a little too much authority. Yeah. Matt Chandler went to his elders and said, all right, I'm going to do what scripture says to do. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, decision. It, I think it's the exact opposite situation. I can't quote him word for word because I've only seen the video once, but I'm pretty sure he said like, I brought this before the elders exactly. and asked them for their advice on this and what, I need to do through this and uh which is about as healthily as yeah i was like one, okay we're, so we're in this situation like what's happened has happened i can't think of a more healthy way for the church to handle the situation yeah. i was walking out of the bsu today as jimbo was walking in and we had like a brief you know five minute discussion on it 
and like we both kind of agreed like you know it's almost like a model of what yeah. the elders slash pastor should do in situations and like that arise like we, this. we don't we have no idea how long this yeah indefinite leave of absence is going to be but i mean I, i'm sure that there's some blessings along the way like he'll be away from the i'm not gonna say the church but he'll be away from the office for a little while um and like the village church from the outside looking in seems to be a very well-structured church there are other great uh teachers in that church that can fill the pulpit on sundays and they'll be okay mm-hmm. i don't think that this is anything that's going to damage the integrity of this church long term um but like any time, I hate to say, I hate to say it's like to where it sounds dogmatic because it's not. But I almost feel like any time that there is a mega church like this, like multiple campuses, Matt Chandler's kind of a, is is I'm not even kind of a big deal. Is a big deal in the evangelical world. Like stuff like this does come up, and it's just as likely that this is going to amount to nothing. And it was just a mistake was made and he's not going to make this mistake again. And it's bothering the snot out of me that so many people that even call themselves Christians are like getting so hot headed about this, uh, calling for Matt Chandler's head because of Satan can weave himself in and cause us to become divided against ourselves. Right. That's, that's his goal. And the, The, the the idea of innocent until proven guilty is just not even there for it's not even present for so many people in this regard um yeah it's it's like i doubt many of the people who are calling him out like that have looked into it at all because if you look mm-hmm. into it you see it's a completely different story they probably yeah. just see matt chandler placed on a definite leave of absence oh my goodness what did he do yeah. Well, and let's just let's just assume that every like he was telling the truth when he got when he took the pulpit Sunday morning that his wife Lauren knew about the messaging that was going on, didn't particularly have a problem with what was being said, and that old girl's husband knew what was going on too and didn't particularly have a problem with what was being said. You know, of course joking aside, like the 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 fact that these two that Matt and this girl were having this conversation is what was not like done in secret. Like that they weren't trying to hide this from their spouses that this was going on. So to me that removes a whole other level of shadiness, but yeah. Yeah. And you can, to, to, strengthen your point it wasn't even the lady who he was messaging that came out it was one of her right, friends right. who came up and said i have some problems with this situation and i think i was talking to john michael about it and apparently like that lady just had like a very strict if i see anything in the church that i don't agree with i'm going to call it out which is a good thing to do well and even here the, I don't want to like attribute a motive to this woman either, but like if, if you were married and 
I found out that you were talking to some other girl on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever repetitively. Um, whether like there was anything malicious or scandalous going on at all, like I'd be like, Hey bro, you need to like make sure that you're going about this the right way because that could be a serious stumbling block down the road. Mm-hmm. I don't think that now you're not like in any position of authority or leadership in the church. Like that's not a bring it for the church. Let the church elders handle this kind of thing. That's just a brother going to a brother in Christ. I think that it and this lady didn't like blast Matt Chandler all over the church either. Like she went to him about it, which is a, the biblical model of what to do. Um, like if you have, if anyone has a grievance, let him go to his brother and address it. And then if nothing happens, then take it before yeah the church. Take it before the leaders of the church, and if nothing happens after that, then take it before the church at large. Also, kind of strengthens his case because once she confronted him about it, he then went and confronted the elders. Mm-hmm. instead of, you know, maybe if he was doing something and didn't want to, well, you know, I'll just hide it. But then she would have gone to the elders. I don't know. But Well, and something that's worth mentioning, too, is the church hired a law firm to, like, look into all this stuff. So, like, there's going to be a report. That, uh, I don't know when it'll be, but, like, anytime a law firm gets involved with something like this, there's a report that's written up. And I'm sure they're going to do their due diligence and um, write something up that'll explain uh situation very well um and like i at this point i think i can trust these kind of guys just because like robbie zacharias international ministries hired an independent law firm and read a report that absolutely raked robbie zacharias international ministries over the coals so whatever this report comes out is saying i'm gonna i'm gonna trust um and Believe me when I say that if this report comes out with some unsavory details, then we do reserve the right to change our opinions on this yeah. stuff. But with what with the information that we have right now, it's, it bothers me so much that so many people are just absolutely going for the throat of Matt Chandler and everybody at the Village Church. Yeah. Um, so it's like... And to call back something you mentioned, I think, towards the beginning, uh, that that tweet that was kind of making a joke about, like, some of the situation, you know, like, he gets up every week and, you know, preaches, you know, everyone's a sinner and screw up sometimes and comes before the church and, hey, I'm a sinner, I screw up sometimes. You know, like what we've been talking about, you know, we trust what he said Sunday morning and as of now we're taking that to be the truth and... I wish more people would do that because, you know, not in a dangerous way, but, you know, if you only trust people who have never lied before, well. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Here, Like, here's a tweet. This is, like, so toxic and so dumb. This Matt Chandler situation is a great example of abuse culture thriving in the church. Oh, my God. No. Okay. Here we go. No one knows exactly what happened. Leave it at that. But she goes on. No one knows exactly what happened. The fact that he can open his confession with, I'll be the pastor of this church in 20 years, 
and it ends with a standing ovation. It's just next level bad. Maybe he knows he'll be the pastor because he did nothing wrong and will be vindicated. Well, I'm not going to say nothing wrong. The whole situation could have been avoided. But, like, there was nothing malicious or scandalous that happened in the messages. Maybe he knows that that's what will happen because that's all that happened. It's just too frequent of messaging one particular individual. The amount of hatred I have towards whatever tweet that was that said the abuse culture that is thriving in the church. (sighs) Yeah. I don't think anyone on this podcast would say that there are not churches that don't, or that, uh, let me not mix up my words. There are churches that have abuse going on in them, and, you know, we pray that they're corrected. But I still see that church is a beautiful thing, and I hate when people try to defile it. Yeah. And something else people have brought up over and over again is, you know, Matt met his wife when he was a camp pastor and she was a camp per, like she was a camp student. Um, He was 23, she was 17. And, like, he knew pretty on, pretty early on right away, like, this could be a thing. And they got married when she was 19 and he was 25. And people are trying to frame him as being predatory in this sense. But he's no Leonardo DiCaprio. Exactly. Like, all, all the memes coming out, like, once you're too old to be on your parents' health insurance, Leo just drops you <laughs> off the planet, you know, stuff like that. Once no, you're, you're once too you're old pretty. Enough, don't please don't turn twenty five. Yeah, you know, no. once you're too old, once you're old enough to rent a car, he just lets you go, you know, all those kind of things. But I feel like they just don't have enough dirt to dig up on them, so they're trying right. to just right scrape up in the cracks and try to find anything that could be misconstrued. Exactly, and. And they're misconstruing the heck out of it. Yeah, and, and Andrew Breitbart said back said back in the day that like sunlight is the best disinfectant. If Matt had, if there's any kind of shadiness going on with what went on with his wife before they were married when she was 17, he was 23. Why would in the world would you ever bring that up in the first place? Like, yeah, we met when she was 18. Yeah, well, I never saw her when she was 17. Never once in my life. Like, if there was Shay stuff that went on, that's what you would say. But it's just so frustrating that people are that petty and wanting to reach down and call someone like Matt Chandler a predator over that. It's like, my, my parents are six years apart in age. Um, They got married when my dad was 38 and my mom was 32. Like that very easily could have been them at that age too, you know. Um forget how old my grandfather was when he married my grandmother. I don't know if he was 20 yet. He might have been cuz I think they were maybe close to 6 years apart. I'm Yeah. I don't actually know. My grandmother was 16 when they got married. Well, <laughs> like in a lot of states, as long as there's, as long as parents are okay with that, you can, yeah. 
you can marry someone. Well, I mean, he like was a farmer then. 16. A couple of years after that, he went into seminary and then pastored yeah. a church. Yeah. And I think I another church before that, but uh, I, a little bit fuzzy on the history. I feel like this is, that this feels just like something out of the crucible, like the Salem witch trials, you know, like reaching for anything, turning nothing to something. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, it's, the, it's the thing that people love to do, cancel other people. Yeah. It's yeah. this self-centeredness of, I need to show I'm better than everyone else, so let me just try to drag everyone down. Yeah, it's virtue signaling is what it is. That's what, 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 what's that verse? Yeah. Like, build one another up. Something like that. We don't quote scripture in context in this podcast, Andrew. Where's the verse that says, drag one another down? <laughs> Probably somewhere in Ecclesiastes. <laughs> 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 Everything is vanity. <laughs> Drag your brother down yeah. with a haste and righty passion. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I, I'm curious how long this will take to be rectified. Um, but yeah, I, you know be nice to see the transcripts of all the messages soon but you have to like understand for the sake of the person he was messaging exactly and like her name will be redacted yeah and she'll be jane doe in all the transcripts but even but but even there's gonna be some personal information uh, assuming yeah there's going to be personal information personal stuff that she because you know it's a private message Exactly. She never assumed any of that would be going out. It doesn't mean that any and, of that content is inappropriate or anything, but it is very personal. And we have to. It's like the elders, the elders of the church, the little church, have put Matt Chandler on an indefinite leave. To me, that says they're not afraid of like, they're not afraid of hurting his feelings. Um, which they shouldn't be. We wish they shouldn't be. Yeah. Part of a healthy church, and. But what has to be done is Matt, Matt's a public figure. This woman is not. Every single, like anything that reveals information about like a friend or her husband or children or whatever, all that has to go through and be redacted. And then the law firm's going to take care of all that. Um, so it could be a little while, but, um, you know, I'm, and, they won't release anything to public until the case is closed. Well, and it's not even like a public. It's not even like a, it, a yeah, case but or like, anything within by the church. Case, by case, I just mean like their file, basically. Whenever they're done yeah. with their investigation yeah. and have brought so it's it finalized, forward. yeah. And even, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm assuming did they hire this law firm to create a report that would be released to the public, or did they hire the law firm firm to just do an investigation? They said they said that it would be to do an investigation, but at this point, everything is far too public. I'd be surprised if there wasn't some yeah. kind of official report issued, whether it's just a it, summary of their findings or if it's a fully laid out report, like we saw with the Southern Baptist Convention over the summer. I don't know. Yeah, but like, like the. Robbie Zacharias thing that came out a couple of years ago, that was um, a summary of their findings, not a full fledged out report. Yeah. Uh, 
I'll, I'll be surprised we didn't get anything, but yeah, uh, like we'll we'll know something probably shortly after the, the elders of the church do. Mm-hmm. So, and like Matt's probably not allowed. I'm I'm sure he's not allowed to talk about the stuff going on there publicly. I don't see why he would want to. Well, exactly, but. I guess it doesn't matter because it's not in his best interest or the church's best interest. But, um, I mean, it it, it is, it is in their best interest to be open about it, but not to make it a focal point of everything they talk about ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been open about it thus far. Yeah. Um, as open as they should have been. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, as soon as they came to a conclusion on what was going to happen, they exactly announced it to the church, and so be it. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of our take on what's going on with the whole Matt Chandler thing. Uh, no, this is not another, in, in our minds at least, this is not another Marshall situation. And in reality, there are other good good pastors at the Village Church too. If for some reason... Matt's just been doing a phenomenal job of hiding the fact that he's a scumbag for the last however many years, and we find out that there's a lot of stuff that went on. There will be other pastors that can take up the mantle in that church. It's not like Marcel where everything revolved around Mark Driscoll. Yeah. So I'm... I'd be interested to go in and just like look at what leaders in the church were brought there under the influence of Matt and... Yeah. How many have been around since before him? Stuff like well, that. Well, I'm pretty sure he started the like, church. Oh, did he, he start the church? The church? Yeah. Okay. Eh, I don't know. Because like, usually if there's something shady going on, you start seeing people close to yeah, close to the person being you know placed in these positions of power so they can be manipulated. Like with Hillsong and Brian Houston? Yeah, exactly. Because it's a... Let's it's get a me company. A, let's get me a board of directors that won't say anything. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. If, if your church is a company, maybe don't go to that church. Yeah. But it's, it's something else is worth noting. With everyone that I've talked to, like in person, they've had a similar opinion as us. It's just that Twitter is an absolute cesspool for stirring up this kind of crap. Don't worry, Elon Musk is going to buy it and make it all better. Right. (laughs) No, and you could have a whole episode on like the evils of social media and what it's cost. Yeah. Easily. We could have several episodes. We really could. Um, But yeah, that's just kind of our take on it. Um, We hope that it was at least a little bit insightful to you. If you have no idea who Matt Chandler is, well. I guess you kind of well. Do thanks now. for sticking around till now. Yeah, uh, you might have like seen him. He's the guy that says you're not David in Stephen Ferg's church. He waves his arms around a lot. He does. He also like so. David Platt always sounds like he's like yeah, weeping he's on whenever the verge of just completely breaking down. Whenever he's preaching, Matt Chandler's always like literally screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, the gain on his microphone cannot be up very high. <laughs> All the way down, and it's he would, still almost peaking. He would be peaking every time. Every time he uh, vibrates his vocal cords, it's just one constant peak. 
I don't know why I did that so dramatically, but I did. Yeah. Ah. Ha-ha. Getting more of those bass frequencies. It is late in the evening, folks. It's almost early morning. It is um, approximately 25 minutes from early morning, some might say. The rasp is in full effect. But we hope it was a, a semi-insightful um, and we hope that you've enjoyed Speaking this. of insightful Our sponsor this week is The Babylon Bee <laughs> Always S- still, providing Still disabled on Twitter But you know Still locked again, down Again the hate on Twitter exactly. um, Always providing very insightful Politically correct Coverage on current events Exactly In a funny way that will make you laugh And this episode is also sponsored by Not the Bee, a subdivision of the Babylon Bee that is a pretty dang reliable source on right. actual current events if you want a good take on them. Yeah. The, I Please saw a, send a us Seth a lot Willen, of money. Seth Dillon. I saw a Seth Dillon I made it so close to the end of the episode without having a stroke. He made it 45 minutes. We've been going that long? Yeah. Holy cow. Um, I saw a Seth Dillon tweet talking about like the number of Babylon B prophecies that have been fulfilled now, and it's up to like <laughs> 78. They're the new Simpsons. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was also in that story but, or in that tweet, but yeah. yeah. For those, for those of you that live under a rock, the Babylon Bee is the onion for Christians. Yep. So, And it's really funny. It's so funny. What was the one I saw today? <sighs> you didn't see it on Twitter? Nope. I saw it on Instagram. On the gram. <laughs> that was me yawning because oh, yeah. I'm tired. Primary cause of global warming found to be massive dumpster fire burning at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, (laughs) D.C. That is funny. Boxing training gives man skills to defend himself if he's ever assaulted by a 60-pound cylindrical beanbag. (laughs) That is the Babylon Bee for y'all. Oh, man. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this installment of the Priority One Podcast. As always, I'm Caleb. And I'm Andrew. And we will talk to you next week. See you then. Dang it.